You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 298. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hey, happy belated anniversary. Well, it's, I mean, you can't say belated because well, you told me happy anniversary yesterday. Yes. Yeah, we want people to think that I didn't wish you happy anniversary. Yeah, you we, jerk. I did. But, you but did. from a show standpoint, we're recording this the day after our anniversary. We are. And I actually got to leave the house. So that was nice. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was also nice for my end that you had, uh, Makeup. Makeup to cover the black eye so I didn't get all the, the dirty looks when we're out in a I think that's really why you wanted to go to Texas Roadhouse, that you were like, it's a rowdy crowd. They'll just think like Crystal got in a fight out right. in the parking lot. They're used to it at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, they're not a rowdy crowd. It's not that serious. Yes. But, it's uh, faux rowdy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... So this week, our interview is Brian Clark from uh, from Netflix's The Circle. He's on season five. He sure is. And boy, was he a joy to talk to. He was a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, if you ever had any questions about the show, The Circle, you are going to want to listen to this interview because he gave us all the tea. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, was, it was very interesting kind of behind the scenes look of what goes into the circle. Yes. So. And it was an appropriate amount of tea. Like he didn't say anything he right. shouldn't be saying. But he's it not was... going to get sued by Netflix. No, no. So. It was a lot of fun, though. Yes. Great conversation. So other than that, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Uh, well, we're going to talk about Peloton and winning their patent infringement suit. And then, of course, this uh, CNBC ridiculousness that's out there. And then the 
there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on with all the instructors. There's a ton of news articles about Peloton. Robin is pretty much everywhere in the world all at once. I <laughs> yeah, think she, she might have cloned herself. <laughs> and we Maybe have that's what Web3 is. <laughs> we, we finally figured we it finally out. We finally figured out what Web3 is. It's cloning. There's three of her. <laughs> Angelo visits the show and he has substitutions for high calorie cookie ingredients. Sort of. Kind of. And uh, <laughs> we also have a visit from Dr. Jen, and she talks about ramping up your food prep while ramping down a beer a day habit. Okay. So. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe uh, leave us a review. That's always helpful. You can also... Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. You can find us on Patreon where you can get these episodes ad free. And when they come out early, we give them to you early. So that's a nice little treat. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can gauge crystals, bruise recovery week to week. See, you can barely even tell. Yeah, and I can put my headphones on my ear now. I was gonna. I noticed that. I was like, "Oh, you got them on both ears." Before you couldn't do that. Last so. week I had them on too, but I took them off halfway through. But I, I don't feel it at all this week. Also, oh, that's my left arm. People. Look at that. That's my left arm. We're getting there. It's so exciting. Yeah, so freaking so you, exciting. You can see all of that over at YouTube.com/slash/theclipout. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. So we talked about this a few weeks back, Peloton's patent infringement lawsuit. Do you want to kind of walk them through? Yeah, the... let me, because you really got to know the backstory to know just how evil yeah, this was. Like this was some grade A bullshit. It really was. So Eric Valencia worked for Peloton and they Peloton hired VR group and Eric Valencia was part of that design group, now known as Valencia Design Group. But at the time it was VR. Anyway. Hires them to create the design of the bike while he's designing the original bike way back in 20 whatever 12. uh, He finds that, oh, well, Peloton is going to actually be in like they're going to be in trouble for infringing on a patent that already exists. So what does he do? He then goes and buys the patent that Peloton is going to be infringing on because of his designs, because of his own design. Doesn't tell Peloton this and then sues Peloton for being infringing on that design. Yeah. So basically he sues them for the substandard work that he did that violated a patent that he acquired after doing the work. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what he did. So Peloton won and they won attorney fees. And, you know, that the courts don't like you when they award attorney fees. So, yeah, when they when they start making one side pay for the other side's attorneys, it's because you wasted their time. Yeah, they don't like it. Yeah. So uh, well done. Agreed. Yeah. And they are literally knocking out lawsuits. And I was pretty proud of my clip art here. Yeah, I was you did. Really proud. I wanted to put John Foley there, but John Foley doesn't work for Peloton anymore. Right. So Barry got to knock Eric Valencia out. Yes. It happened on his watch. Yep. 
a.k.a. the villain. (laughs) CNBC this week had an article all about the rise and fall and attempted comeback of Peloton. It's pretty it's a pretty lengthy. Yeah, but uh, it really doesn't say anything we don't already know. Yeah, that was kind of I I skimmed it and I was just kind of like that's why I didn't bother reporting on this at all. Yeah, I was just like, it's just another like click, click, click. We just want clicks. And, And here's what really gets me about this article. They spoke to 16 current and former Peloton employees about mm-hmm. the highs, the lows, and the company's attempt at a comeback story. First of all, not an attempt, well on their way. Second of all, they still didn't get any good stuff. How do you talk to former employees <laughs> and not get any good stuff? This article was boring. NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they got a lot of clicks. Good for you. But they didn't really report anything helpful. Nobody wants to vi- violate their NDA because Peloton's been winning all these lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, I'm sure they're getting some very nice. What are those things when you leave? Severance packages. Severance packages. Yes. Brain's still not working. So <laughs> anybody out there doesn't like that I can't think of words. Too bad. Yes. But yeah. So they also get their severance packages. And if they if they violate the NDA, they don't. Right. So. And they got to pay them back. Exactly. <laughs> they spent the money. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Don't do that. So there was an interesting little tidbit in the LA Times this week. So. And the L.A. Times hired a new television editor, but buried within the article was an interesting thing talking about Meredith Blake, who's already a writer for the L.A. Times. And it says she's having new areas of emphasis added to her coverage. And it says as a senior writer and celebrity and pop culture, Meredith Blake will examine the evolving nature of fame and the untold significance of the quote-unquote lowbrow through expanded reporting and commentary on subjects as varied as the British royal family, Peloton instructors, and MILF Manor. I love that Peloton instructors are right next to the MILF Manor. Yeah, it's an odd collection to be considered lowbrow. It like, really is. Like, I get... Why MILF Manor is considered lowbrow. But why the British royal family? the British royal family is considered lowbrow? Like, I think that's like the exact opposite of lowbrow because it's royalty. But and I get Peloton might, I don't know, be deemed frivolous, but it's it's always been kind of perceived as this high end thing. It's I I think they just mean like it's it comes across as a little gossipy. I think that's really what they're trying to say. And it's not high art. Yeah. Yeah. But. Let's be clear, Los Angeles Times, most of what you put out there is not high art. (laughs) Well, especially if you're covering pop culture, the whole point of pop, the pop stands for popular, right? Like, so, yes, like as a a nation, we're not collectively enjoying the works of Shakespeare. And even things that aren't like, let's just say, I don't know, covering the car accident that occurred yesterday or the random crime that occurred yesterday. I wouldn't consider those low brow. I also wouldn't consider that high art. It's news right so yeah it's just weird the whole thing is weird but i like that they are going to be including peloton and so now we will be keeping a close eye on the los angeles times to see what they add to to the list maybe maybe they'll be bringing us things we don't already know i also feel like it's kind of a milestone for peloton in that they're being permanently added to a pop culture writer's beat 
That's true. And it's right next to the British royal family. Yeah. Ignore the quote unquote lowbrow. <laughs> yeah. But but yes, and I think that like that could drive further conversation, right? Because LA Times is a huge publication. So yeah. you gotta think other publications are looking to that for guy, you know, like, oh, if they're doing it, we should do it. That's true. And, and so it also kind of sends a message to all the people who are saying that they think Peloton is done. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's just now getting added to pop culture news reports. So probably not. Yes. Peloton this week kind of quietly dropped the price of the guy. They don't seem to have done any big pushes on it. They did end up doing one after I posted this. Uh, And I wouldn't say it was a big push. They did do a post about it. And that was it. Yeah. It was still pretty quiet. Yeah. And it does not appear to be a sale. Like it, it just is like it's now this price. So it went. From two ninety five to one ninety five. I think this is Barry's A B testing. Yeah. Uh, he made it very clear on the last call that he was going to do things like sometimes there would be moments where they sped up mm-hmm. growth, and this, like he specifically said, this would be a factor that they would like a lever that they would pull. Well, consider it lever pulled. Now he also made it very clear that if they sell too many and they want to pull back, this whole like guides could come off of the website altogether if right. they want to for a few days to kind of level it back out. So don't be surprised to see this price go up or change or see this this disappear completely off the website. Anything is possible when they hit a certain number. We don't know what that lever is going to be or what that that trigger is, that trigger point is, but we know that it can happen. So at any rate, you can now get a guide, at least at this very moment, for 195 bucks. So get out there and get it while you can. That's a good deal. Yeah, when I saw the price drop that significantly, I was like, who do they think they are? The Tampa showroom? <laughs> Sadly, the Tampa showroom has closed now. So yeah. that's well, not a thing. hopefully they're not the Tampa showroom then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be real awkward. They were in there doing that. Also, uh, this week, Peloton extended their partnership with eBay for the selling of refurbished bikes to the United Kingdom. Yeah. And we figured this was going to happen at some point. So not really a shock, but cool to see that it officially happened on our anniversary. How sweet of them. Oh, how nice. I know. Very cool. So if you live in the UK and you're looking for a refurbished bike. Now you can get one. This is your time to shine. So the Black Girl Magic Peloton group is celebrating five years. I I am shocked to see that that's been five years. Like I feel like it's yesterday that they have been around. And I think that's because the whole world, uh, I still feel like it's 2020. Right. We were robbed of two years. (laughs) We were. But we just wanted to point out we've had several individuals on from the Black Girl Magic Peloton Edition team, if you will, and uh, wanted to make sure that we mentioned this because we're really excited for them. They teamed up with Peloton and they are going to be having several showrooms kind of uh, do like a in-person fun event. And yeah. it's going to be several of them, mostly in Manhattan, but it's all over the place. I see Alpharetta, so that's in Georgia, Tyson's Corner, Skokie, Highland Village, Santa Monica, Charlotte, Cherry Hill, Durham, Troy, and Palo Alto. So all over the place. So very cool. Congrats to Black Girl Magic on five years. And they also celebrated in studio with Tunde. Yeah. And uh, you might remember that Courtney Snowden was on and uh, Danielle Veraway, who Mm -hmm. was featured in one of the pictures, was also on. So I guess you could also consider this a past guest update. That is also true. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Congrats to them. So Chelsea Handler 
in her latest Netflix special. I believe it's Netflix. Boy, we're all about the Netflix this week. Yeah, we are. Has a snippet that she's sharing online where she ends up talking about Peloton as well as labius. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first of all, if you have children in the room, you should, you know, put their earphones on. As soon as we said Chelsea Handler. You should have put their headphones you should have been on. Like earmuffs. But yeah, so it's really a joke about the fact that men, the things men talk about on first dates versus what women talk about on first dates. But it all comes down to a Peloton joke mixed with labia. So yes. might want to check it out. Very fun. Lots of people sent this to me. I think people really wanted you to talk about it a little more. I think they really wanted <laughs> to get your your feedback on it tom since you always have such colorful ways of looking at these things <laughs> well first off i thought it was interesting that peloton was not the punchline right? yeah the joke is not at peloton's expense no so which is what you would expect a lot from comedians also i don't feel like i should as a man be trying to top a chelsea handler labia joke i don't feel like that's my place okay that's fair <laughs> i should that's just fair. i should just step back and use this time to listen well I, I say i will say this uh chelsea hindler is correct men should not be talking about their balls on the first date that's, yeah that's fourth date yeah material honestly i don't want to hear about your balls <laughs> i don't think i've ever discussed them with you you haven't and we've been married for eight years now yeah yeah i mean if a woman wants to bring up the balls, go for it. You know what I mean? Like sure. that's that's then you bring them up. But like a man does not it should not be bringing no. up the balls. Mm-mm. You should not. No. There's a little tip for all the single guys out there. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's no upside. Mm-mm. So we were talking about levers earlier with the guide dropping and Amazon once again put the bike on sale, the uh, regular bike for a thousand and fifty dollars. It's interesting to see how they kind of just keep doing that it is yeah and and when when you say amazon's on sale let me be clear that was on woot and it was one day only so okay. you had about 30 seconds to get it before they sold out in my defense woot is owned by amazon now. oh absolutely yeah. i just not sure everybody knows that for sure yeah so I, I think it's very interesting and and i think that's amazon's way of kind of like pulling their own levers right like right. Oh, we didn't sell enough this month boop yeah put it over on and also it puts it in a place to where if you're on amazon you're maybe not as likely to see it. Woot is about deals. And so people over there are looking for deals on Amazon. Maybe not so much. So you don't feel like, oh, I just bought this for no reason. Absolutely. USA Today uh, reviewed the bike. This page threw me off for a second because they're using our colors. Yeah, that's definitely like <laughs> that's our hex color right I thought, there. I thought it was our website. At first. I was like, what is this about? It's a new page I added. Why are we reviewing the bike? Like, I think people know that you like it. I don't know, Tom. I'm not sure I've talked about it enough. I think that you firmly established you like the Peloton. <laughs> Do you think? Yes. Okay. But so does the USA Today. They had very positive things to say about the bike. Yeah. And, you know, it's all stuff you've heard before because you've heard me talk about it. But at the end of the day, if you're a person who will work out at home because it's there and it's and the other things like leaving your house or trying to get you know, uh, a parking spot at your favorite spin studio or fighting for your favorite bike at your spin studio. 
all that's a big pain in the butt. It is a game changer and it does take all of your excuses out of the equation and you can finally get all that exercise you've been wanting to get. And then if you get hit by a car, you're going to be so strong (laughs) that like you're going to heal from it like two weeks later. There you go. I think the interesting thing about this article, the hook or the takeaway is that the author of the piece is talking about the fact that she's been using it for two years. And so there's so many people that say, oh, it's a clothes hanger. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to see somebody that didn't just get a free one and use it for four weeks and go, oh, I like that. Here's somebody two years in and they're still using it. Yep. And that's a well-worn mat. Like she didn't clean that for the picture. So (laughs) she's been using it and she had to like re-angle it for the picture. So, yeah. Yeah. She uses the heck out of that bike. Good for her. Also, CBS News has a list of the best stationary bikes and Peloton made the list. Yeah. So not... Not a whole lot to report here, but just it's nice to see. It is. It's good to see that they keep making all these lists. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, you need to be in all the places. You do. And they're they're doing a good job of it. Tech Guide in Australia has a nice review of the tread as the tread launches in Australia this week. Yeah, they got to use it ahead of time. Sure. So they've been using it and then they published the review this last week and that's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. It all came out very well. Also, Sky News Australia was talking about the tread as well. I love how they call it an all body experience. It is an all body experience. It's excellent. Yeah, it's fa- it's fantastic. Yeah, so far, lots of positive reviews coming out of Australia as it launches. That's exciting. Absolutely. And coming up after this, Dr. Jen's going to talk to you about ramping up your food prep and maybe ramping down your beer intake. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes, I I do. Uh, But I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year support supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clip out. That's drinkag1.com slash clip out. Check it out. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. You might know her from her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Great to see you guys. I sure miss those shows. I know. (laughs) It's uh, so good to have you here. We have questions from the community. This first one is from Diane Fumera. She says her struggle does not seem to be with exercise, but with her diet. She knows it can be improved, but she's lacking the motivation to do things like food prep. She also enjoys an evening beer, which is taking its toll. How can she get motivated to improve her diet and quit a beer a day habit? Oh, well, this is such a good one because it hits on so many different levels. And look, I'm going to start with the beer. Okay. And I'm going to say some things that are going to piss a lot of people off, (laughs) especially people who have, you know, names on Peloton, like, you know, doing it for the wine or, you know, like, (laughs) can't wait for my beer. (laughs) Um, You know, first of all, if you are drinking every day, and I know this is very counterculture, but as a therapist, I'm always looking at what are the tools, what are the skills that you are lacking that you're needing your beer every day? And a lot of the time people say, well, it's just one beer. Who cares? It doesn't matter. They look at the calories and say, well, that's not that important. To me, it's not about the calories. To me, it's not about a judgment. To me, what it is about is that at the end of your day, you, in order to unwind, you're turning to alcohol. For whatever reason, you don't have the ability to unwind on your own. You don't have the tools or the skills to lower your heart rate, to calm yourself down, to kind of get rid of your day and all that energy that goes with it without turning to this beer. So I would like for her to start developing a new toolkit of different options when she gets home and to start experimenting with different things that she can do, whether it's meditation or maybe do your workout when you get home instead of in the morning so that you're doing it at night because you're not going to drink a beer if you're getting on the bike and you are well then you have bigger problems and we need to talk about rehab so that's a whole other issue um don't don't drink and spin but um don't drink in peloton so like we really want to look at what's going on that you are needing to turn to alcohol at the end of your day So I would really work on increasing your tools 
and letting using that to decrease your drinking and maybe also experimenting with try not drinking for one day and see how you feel. Sit down and write all the feelings that come up. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling depressed? Are you having memories of something that's upsetting? Are you obsessing about your day? Let's try to figure out what it is that you're using the beer to address so that we can address that by learning the tools. Then regarding the meal prep, oh, and you know, actually a couple other things I want to say about alcohol. One is alcohol is a depressant and most people don't realize it. And that after you drink a lot of the time that you can feel a little down, which will make it less likely to do those other self-care things like meal prep that she's talking about. You're, you're less likely to have the energy. And there's some new studies that have come out that are linking even one glass of alcohol, regardless of whether it's beer, hard liquor or wine to cancer. Hmm. And so we really have to kind of look at kind of the bigger picture of the health choices that we are making in our lives. Going back to kind of the meal prep and stuff. Look, meal prep can be exhausting and it's understandable. But I think that, first of all, meal prep, if you have a busy life, can be the difference between you nourishing yourself at the end of a hard day and versus eating foods that make you feel sick, prevent you from getting good sleep, that you feel bad about, that you obsess about, that leave you feeling icky. So I would recommend that you put any meal prep that you want to do in your actual calendar Mm. so that you can't schedule something else at that time. You actually know you're going to do it. And I would also try to pair it with something fun. So if you're going to meal prep, well, then put on your favorite show, save it for Sunday night when you're doing meal prep or your favorite mix of music or, you know, something that you can do simultaneously while you're doing your meal prep that will make it more fun. Like listening to the clip out. Exactly. I was just going to say that a great podcast like the clip out is the perfect thing to do while you're doing your meal prep. So, you know, I also think that looking at meal prep as self-care and changing your mindset about it can also be helpful. And then the other thing is I would recommend that if you don't get around to your meal prep or you don't do enough meal prep to have like a list of kind of places that you can order from and foods that you really like that are nourishing and feel good to eat, but don't feel punitive and like withholding so that you can have kind of that list, keep it on your fridge where you can see it to remind yourself like, hey, I'm going to order Grubhub or Uber Eats and make sure that I get something nourishing delivered to me. Yeah, I love all of those ideas. So I have two, two questions back to the alcohol. So one would um, would replacing it with like a non-alcoholic beer be acceptable? Like if it's more of just the ritual of the moment. Absolutely. It's emotionally acceptable. But I also think that kind of kind of trying to break the tie mm-hmm. to alcohol is good. And, and I would even recommend replacing it with maybe some kind of really fun healthy drink that you make at home, maybe a smoothie or maybe like a mocktail with like real fruit with something that is actually adds like vitamins and minerals to your day. Okay. And then my next question, I've always wondered this, if alcohol is a depressant and it is, I'm not questioning that. um, (laughs) Why am I a happy drunk? (laughs) 
I am a very happy drunk too. Like I'm a very pleasant drunk, but it's not while you're actually having the alcohol that you feel the depressant effects. It's afterwards. It's after when you come down, the effect that it has on your chemistry tends to be a depressant. Okay. I've always wanted to so like the next day, you're more likely to feel down. Oh yeah. The okay. T- the tears will flow. <laughs> It was just one time. Sounds like someone's had some experience here. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> I always want so. I because I am a delightful drunk. He is. He is yeah. a delightful. It's drunk. rare, but but when when he decides to drink, yeah, it's yeah. like so. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on all my social media at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man, or on instyle.com. I have a column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Wonderful. Thank you. Instructors in the news. All right. We have reached Robin Rowe. <laughs> yes, we have. Whew. I talked, I joked last week about Toon Day needing her own sweeper. And Robin Arzan was like, hold my kombucha. Yes, she was. (laughs) Man, Robin's uh, publicist is earning her dollars. I don't know (laughs) what you pay your publicist, but it is not enough. Yeah. They are working overtime. So Robin was featured in the New Yorker magazine. Yes. And these are all big deal places right like it's not like because a lot of times it happens is like there's a big one and then there's maybe they all a web- pick it up yeah or there's a website you're not familiar with that they talk to as well or you know these are all like would be great gets and they're all features they're right. not just they're not regurgitations of the original right that's also the, important to note absolutely so she's featured in the new in the new yorker a peloton superstars self reinvention yes she went from never working out as a teenager to working out well i mean she She's Robin. So that's all we need to say about that. So then she's also on the Today Show. Yes. Yes, she is. And she was talking about her children's book, which launched today, which is Wednesday or maybe it launched yesterday. Still got the brain injury. Uh, I'm going to use that for like six months. Yes, it's going to be. You're going to be leaning on that for a long time. I I am. I am for sure. Anyway, Strong Baby Book is is out. And uh, so she was she's been pushing that. That's why all this is happening. So very cool. She was there with uh, Al Roker. Yes. She's also featured in Parents Magazine. Yes. And also in Shape Magazine. Yes. And I thought this one, I liked this headline, so I'm just stopping for a second. Unsubscribing from the Bounce Back Culture, her second pregnancy and her new book. So she doesn't just cover the new book. She also covers some other things. This is a good one to read. Uh, You know, we're big fans of the Shape Magazine articles, not Michelle Kay. I don't know that she's going to be doing Shape articles anymore because I think Michelle Kay is up to something pretty special over there. Interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's been quiet for a bit. I think she's, I think she's going to be loud soon. Just not in this Serena anymore so go for her yeah definitely so and then she was also on ABC News live prime with Lindsay Davis yeah so that was a nighttime one and uh, she got a new suit from GSTQ which she's still repping so (laughs) that was so this is two for one she wore their new suit on the thing so they paid for that so hey like, you got to work all those angles, girl. Work Absolutely. Yeah. So, well done. Yes. And in case anyone cares, all of the instructors posted about her book this week, too. Oh, that's nice mm-hmm. of them. Love the support they all show each other. Absolutely. So, the studio 
was down for maintenance on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Monday and Tuesday of this week. Uh, okay. Until Wednesday oh, until, and Thursday. I, so my camera. Yep, yep, yep. Is I got you. I got right you. Over it. So just behind the scenes, we have cameras are like center cam, so they're so I can look. Right in your eye. Yeah, so they hang right in the middle of our screen. So sometimes we can't read the text that's yeah. on our screen. Over so. on the right, it does say no loot, new live classes on Monday, February 20th or Tuesday, February 21st. Yeah, it does. And you know what's over there? Is My it, Zoom window. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, anyway, studios are dark. Uh, both studios were closed. And then on Wednesday, some of the studios opened up for London classes. And then both studios opened up full time on Thursday. But in the meantime, the whole point of this article, uh, so we have some writers writing for the clip out now, uh, Darcy and Nikki and uh, Tina. And Darcy was noting that all of the instructors were posting all these amazing photos from all the places they were. So we we talked about how wouldn't it be fun to make an article about where they are? So she like goes through and finds out where all of them are, put some fun pictures in the article, but also listed where everybody is. So we've got everywhere from Miami to Dubai to France. Our jet setting instructors have been to all the places this week. Very yeah, it's, fun. It's funny to see how scattered they are, especially because some people are like, this means something. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I think it just means they're working on the studio. Yeah. It's like if they were doing so, they'd be all be in the same place right. if there was something. So it's like when people are like, this means this means more than than them working on the studio. It's like, OK, QAnon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So if you'll remember uh, not too long ago, Ali Love was over in England filming a show for Netflix. Mm-hmm. The third Netflix mentioned this episode, and yet we still have to pay for it. <laughs> um, so she was hosting a show that's going to be dropping, and they put out their first trailer for Dance 100. They sure did. And we posted it last week. People were really excited about how fun the trailer is. That's a lot of dancers. It's like, so you think you can dance is how it looks like to me. But with a hundred of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also, they get $100,000 for the grand prize winner. So very exciting. Uh, that's really cool. And uh, it's neat to see the finished project now that she's all done filming. Also, it will never stop being fascinating how long those things take to get to reality. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although, actually, that one felt, in the grand scheme of things, pretty quick. That's because it's Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, they don't waste any time. Mm -mm. They got to churn through that content. Yeah. Someday we'll have to tell you guys uh, about Norwalk and Netflix. It's a whole different thing. Yes. (laughs) So, we talked last week about how Cody Rigsby was going to be hosting the Pink album release party. And then he did. Yeah. And we got some pictures from it. Yes. Uh, so cool. So cool. And Ash Pryor and Camilla Ramone and Christine Dierkel were all in the audience, all in attendance. Uh, they're right there in the front row because, of course, they're in the front row. <laughs> and <laughs> it was really uh, interesting because it was like supposed to start at 4 p.m. Eastern and like it just was like silent for an hour. So Rockstar I think you were. Su- yeah. Well, I think you were supposed to be mingling during that time. But of course, everybody was just waiting for Pink but to get there. Announce the live stream starts at a different time. <laughs> I know, right? We don't want to just see these people mingling. We don't mingling. get to mingle. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But God, I love Pink. She is just, she's just such a badass. And she's skipping St. Louis. Yeah. I Flyover country. Yeah. yeah she's well, going to Kansas City. She's going City. to Kansas City. That's flyover country too last I know. time I checked. And it's a lot smaller than St. Louis. But yeah. Anyway. Their arena is nicer. Yeah. 
probably true. June Day hosted an event at the Center of Anti-Racist Research. Yes, yes, she did. And it was very cool attendees because, you know, Ibram Kendi was there. And uh, Darcy, one of our writers, did a really, really in-depth review. Like she took together like... If you couldn't watch, she like took right. all of the high points and put them together in an amazing uh, article. So if you haven't gotten a chance to read that, I highly recommend you do. It really brought in the spirit of the event and also focused on the takeaways that were there. But so cool that Tune Day was included in this amazing event. And I love that it was part of Black History Month for uh, Peloton. Very cool. Also, Tune Day was featured in Bustle, and uh, you are not alone. She also hates burpees. I think 90% of people hate burpees. Is there anybody who likes them? I mean, like, yay, burpees? I don't know. Okay, it, anyone who's not a serial killer? Uh, that's tough. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah. I mean, right I, now there's someone listening that's really mad at me, and I'm scared because I also know they're a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I just pissed off a serial killer. Good job, Tom. Maybe multiple ser- serial killers. Great. Well, we know how easy it is to find our address. So yeah. great job, Tom. <laughs> I have lost so much weight. I'm so much easier to abduct than I used to be. <laughs> yeah, but now you're faster. I don't know. I haven't done anything for speed. <laughs> so uh, Leanne Hainsby spoke with People magazine about her cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And and I thought it was interesting because not just the cancer diagnosis itself, but also like how she's been feeling, right. which might be difficult to reveal. Like that's that's a very vulnerable thing to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so publicly as well, although the world has been incredibly supportive. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure there's some jerk out there that finds some problem with it. They're I can't imagine yeah. what that would be, but I know they're out there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, pretty cool. And uh, it's it's always neat to see People Magazine following our instructors. Alex Toussaint was once again at the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. He was. Yeah, I posted all about it. He was so excited. He had his jersey, number 25. Uh, he did not get MVP this year. But uh, of course, to us Peloton people, he will always be MVP. And in honor of him being there, Peloton made a really nice video of all the other instructors sending him words of encouragement. They did. It was really neat. And it was a lot of the instructors. Yeah. Very cool. So I almost made this the headline this week of the episode just so I could be clickbaity. Oh. And be like, Callie Gullickson is no more. Oh, my God. (laughs) People would lose their but they'd have downloaded it. Yeah, they would have. They would have. It's it's true. It's true. But uh, she has changed her her name on Instagram to her married name of Callie Howell. Yes. So you can still find her under Callie Gullickson, but like in her bio, she changed the last name right. to her married. So do you name. think that means she'll be changing it on like how she identifies herself, like on screen and whatnot? No idea. That's such a personal decision because there's it's fraught. It's fraught with uh, all kinds of complications, well, and, you know, and you got to change it in so many places That's what I mean. now. Like, I mean, can you just change your Instagram handle and keep all your followers? I don't know how that works. I have a feeling we're going to continue to see Kelly, Kelly Gullickson because I would not want to lose two hundred forty six thousand for sure. Followers. Like that's why I was wondering, you know, like how yeah. do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, do you have to start all over? Do you have to re-verify? My yeah. God. I mean, she could do it in like a day. But yeah, still. you would think at that level that there's like an Instagram concierge who steps in and helps. You'd like to think. Yeah. I don't know that that's true, though. But that'd be cool. Yeah. 
Bex Gentry teased her return to the tread this week. She did. She said it's going to be, quote unquote, very soon. I can't freaking wait. I mean, I can't wait to return to the tread as well. <laughs> but uh, I, it will be so nice to have Bex back. She's just such a joy, such a light. I can't wait. It'll be awesome. Logan Aldridge had a fun post this week. I'm sure he gets this question a lot because, well, because he said he did. He did. But it makes sense. Is people ask him, what do you do with the extra sleeve? Yeah. And so he made a video showing people what he does with the extra sleeve. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see this video playing. And if you're not, he uh, reaches in with his other hand and like basically pulls it inside the shirt or the hoodie. And that way he doesn't have to have them all tailored. And then he shows you at the end. And that way, if he needs to unleash that sleeve and use it as a weapon, (laughs) he's at the ready. Yes. And I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) So don't F with Logan Allridge. He's got a sleeve and he will whip you. (laughs) Also, did you see the way he jumped with that uh, article last week? With one hand? The dude's strong. Yeah. Dude is strong. Do not mess with him. You don't want to be on the other end of that sleeve. You don't (laughs) want to be on the business end of his extra sleeve. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I love that he does it with his coats, too. And he also said it could be tight. So you might want to do that one beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) I love Logan. He's so great. So a show called The Wanderers debuted on Broadway this week. And in attendance was none other than Emma Lovewell. And I'm scrolling for the picture for our YouTube people. She's down here a bit. There were just so. There she is. There were a lot of people there. I was like, there were so many stars. Yeah. But uh, but she attended the premiere of The Wanderers. I have no idea what it's about. I haven't had a chance to read the article. And since this is St. Louis, if it's it won't make it here unless it's popular and it'll be three years from now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think we got wicked last summer. I'm yes. Just kidding. We just saw. Good. I So I don't want to brag. And, but just a, a tip to people out there that are looking for hot Broadway shows. Cannot say enough good things about Carousel. Like it was <laughs> top notch. You should check it out. <laughs> Always on the cutting edge of Broadway right here. Yes, we are. <laughs> Jocelyn Thompson Rule spoke with Metro, which is a UK uh, publication, about hybrid training. (laughs) So basically about hit training, like putting together workouts that include high high impact, but also weights. And oh, I was like, are we supposed to exercise our Priuses now? (laughs) Pre I? Yes. Yes. You have to take your you go and push it. And that's your exercise. That sounds more like I'm exercising. Exactly. Not the hybrid is Well, it puts out a little roll. You yeah, know. I'll put out a little roll. <laughs> but congrats to Jocelyn for being featured. That was the whole point of that. For sure. Coming up after this break, someone's going to ask Angelo about substitutions for high calorie cookie ingredients. And then Angelo is going to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Oh, we appreciate it. And uh, we're going to jump right in. We have a question from Ashley Axling Galawina. She wants to know what are some good substitutions to reduce excess calories in typical cookie recipes? So (laughs) she likes the cookies. But here's the trick. They still need to taste like a cookie. Yeah, that that is important. I think in typical, well, they're not going to be typical when we're done with them. Actually, uh, I don't think cookies are going to taste good with broccoli in them. Oh, See, I dang. knew that's where you go. That's why I had to throw in that caveat. Uh, that was a for good her, point, Tom. You'd be like, here's, here's broccoli. We're going to call it a cookie and we're done. Okay. So I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent here. I could try and roll something off the tip of my tongue. You're going to come up with better answers, Ashley, by going to the Google and typing in low calorie cookie recipes, because Martha Stewart's going to do a much better job than me. (laughs) But let's step back a little bit and look at the bigger picture question. You want treats that are lower in calories and that you can find. So there's a number of tricks that we use with our clients at MetPro to help them appease those cravings and those sweet tooth without it being devastating to their intake. So I'll I'll give you an example just because it was literally on the tip of my my mind. I was just talking to a client about this. She likes Greek yogurt with different ingredients and things like that. And so what we had her do was a combination of Greek yogurt, strawberries, and Truvia as a sweetener choice. Uh, there's pros and cons to it, but it's it's kind of a middle ground. It's it's reasonable. And then put it in a blender, put an equal part berries and Greek yogurt, and you have to put a decent amount of the Truvia. Put it in the blender, uh, whip it up, then put it in the fridge or freezer to chill. And and it comes out almost like a frosting type. And it's actually very good. Hmm. There's a number of little tricks you can use when you're trying to appease those sweet cravings. One of the things that I like to do, uh, a lot of my clients like frozen fruits. It actually accentuates the sweetness of the fruit. So you could do grapes strawberries, particularly blueberries and grapes are the two most common. And then if you add that to something you're having, like a yogurt or like, um, well, anything you want, you can even put a little bit of Truvy on it, sweeten it up a little bit. It can appease those sweets. Now, here's what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, Angelo, I asked about cookies. (laughs) So I'm not saying here, have a piece of fruit instead of your, (laughs) but what I want you to do, Ashley, is have a piece of fruit and your cookie oh see so what that does is it's going to bring down the quantity most people sit down with a very singular ingredient when they want to indulge fruit pairs with almost every dessert 
but it's going to be a fraction of the calories. So see, I'm coming around the horn to try and answer <laughs> this, but my best throw for you is going to be to add some fruit that you like, a low glycemic fruit, so something that does uh, that you eat the peel. That means is if you discard the peel, like a banana or a melon or a pineapple, that's higher glycemic. What you want is something you eat the whole fruit grapes, berries, apple, etc. You can put cinnamon, you can put low calorie sweetener on it, combine it with whatever dessert you're having, and you're going to cut the caloric intake in half. And that's one of the best um, little hacks that my clients uh, implement on a regular basis that seems to work pretty well. So hopefully, Ashley, that'll help a little bit. And you can still go Google recipes <laughs> for how to Reduce the caloric load, even when you're going to indulge in the in the cookies. Very helpful. Thank awesome. you. Well, yes, thank you for all that. And if people would like information like this tailored for them and their fitness journeys, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist collaboration spotlights not one artist, but a label, Bad Boy Entertainment. And this is volume two. Uh, we put out a, an article about this last week and uh, earlier this week. I don't know. It all runs together. But it's really cool because the label is doing like an entire 50 year celebration. First okay. of all, 50, 50? years, 50 oh, years of, of hip, hip hop. Not a bad. I'm like, no, 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 bad no, no, boy no. entertainment hasn't been around for no. 50 and, years. Okay. And then they are celebrating within that. One of the things that they are focusing on is bad boy entertainment. So this is volume two. You might remember that it was two years ago now they did volume one gotcha. and one of the the classes that people are so excited about is going to be a two-for-one Alex Toussaint and Marcel Dinkins are going to be doing a joint two-for-one run this year so very very exciting that all happens this week it all starts this week so enjoy awesome and for people who maybe aren't up on their hip-hop bad boy entertainment is Sean Puffy Combs it's Notorious B.I.G. it's Maze it's Craig Mack it's that sort of stuff all the good stuff other connected fitness. So Whoop has made an adjustment to their subscription prices, which a very unusual one in today's day and age. It is. They went down. Yeah. And I think that's because they get so many complaints about the monthly cost. And it's funny because if you were to buy ahead of time, like like what you could do at the end of the year, they always have these like gift cards that you could mm -hmm. buy and if you bought them at their cheapest like on black friday you ended up getting it at this cheapest 24 month price anyway which is now 16 dollars and 60 cents a month which is where i like to live like if i'm going to have it i i would much prefer that over right. 30 dollars a month so it, you can now get this anytime by subscribing for 24 months at a time and then you can get that for $16.60 a month. And then if you want to do a 12-month membership, now you can do that for $19.90 a month. And then you can also stick with the monthly membership, and that's going to stay the same at $30 a month. And they also instituted sort of a lifetime warranty program, which just means that as long as you have the Whoop, you are able to get the newest one as long as you're one of their members. So it's a pretty big deal. I thought it was a pretty, pretty big sweeping change, and I'm, I'm glad that... Tom, you added that in. I have thought of it as a consumer, not as a Peloton person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I know a lot of people out there have whoops, and you talk about yours all the time. I do. In case you missed it. Susie Chan has recorded her 
first ever, the first ever, the first ever 75 minute tread run live, live. Like they did the outdoor one, which I did the day before I got hit. So it was February 4th. Okay. But this was the first in you did, studio. You did like 30 minutes of it. No, this is the day before <laughs> oh, I got the day hit. before. Okay. Um, but this was the first in studio 75 minute live run. This has never been done before. This was a big deal. Very exciting. And I really, really, really wish that I had been healthy enough to do it. Um, I can't wait to take it with Susie, but I'm so excited there are going to be more. I'm so, so freaking excited for this. And you know when Bex Gentry gets back, she's going to be doing them too. (laughs) My two favorite girls up there. Yay. Love it. So if you like Dennis Morton's Fresh Friday series, it's got a new name. It sure does. It's called Sample That. Actually took the very first sample that today. It was uh, from Saturday on February 18th. And uh, so it's the same thing. But what he does is he does all these different samples. And then you get to hear the original artist and then hear how it was mixed into a contemporary song. I also thought this was interesting because uh, Marcel does this all the time on Sundays. She takes it might be. I think it's Marcel. It's one of the newer tread instructors does this where they'll take like a class that was they'll take a song that was sampled and then they see it in the new the new one. And then she makes you guess like which artist was this. But Dennis tells you who it is the whole time. You end up finding out either way. So not a big deal. But a lot of fun, very different music from each different kind of class. So lots of fun. I like it. Tunde has a a 20 minute full body strength now available on demand. Yes, it was her first full body. Uh, of course, she's done Tune Day with Arms. And we had talked about it a few weeks ago that she was going to be in February starting as a strength instructor full time. I say full time. She's still doing the bike. She's not going anywhere. But she was going to be added to the strength roster. Right. And that happened. And it was really cool to see her do a video about it, too. So neat. We have new lane break levels for people to check out. Yeah. And DJ Jen Michael says that these are all in the spirit of Black History Month. So he did a 90s R&B warm up, a soul TBT. And he said both of which are so smooth and he hopes to catch the vibe with them. Uh, and then he did a for the 80 fans, a five minute cool down to his favorite one of his favorite 80s ballads. So also, I did not show the picture for this, but I just want to point out that Lane Break turned one years old this week. How about that? So, well, happy. I, I guess I need to add that to our birthday calendar. Oh, my God, you do. Lane Break turned one. Yeah. Congrats and happy birthday to Lane Break. The spring line is live if there's any of it still left. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot still left. Okay. Uh, it did not go crazy uh, like the little micro collections do. But there's lots of options out there. Lots of pretty colors. A lot of uh, peach, as you can see, highlighted in this this uh, photo. So yes. lots to choose from if spring is your thing. I think I'm going to hold off. Can't wear a lot right now. Yeah. So <laughs> feels kind of pointless. JV Nava, who you might remember us talking about frequently over the years and even talking to a few yeah. times yeah. on the show. Uh, former VP of community at Peloton. She's popping up on a podcast called Community Hacked. Making community integral to your company. Well, I'd say she's definitely the right person to chat with about that. Absolutely. So if you want to hear what she's been up to or her thoughts on, I'm sure they'll be talking a lot about Peloton and what she did to help make it the viral sensation that it is slash was or was slash is. Uh, You should check that out. So is this a podcast or is this one of those Twitter spaces? Because it's on Twitter. But it takes you to, but the post was from LinkedIn. So I I interpreted it as a podcast, but, but now you have me second guessing. I was just curious. Yeah. 
either way, very cool. And congrats to JV. Yeah. And finally, for this segment, uh, the yin yoga classes are out. Yes. So it's a new brand new type of yoga. If you haven't got a chance to try it, make sure you do so. You can't sort by them yet, but the classes are there. So go try them out. Very exciting. Peloton birthdays. And finally, this week, fittingly enough, since Lane Break is one year old, DJ John Michael is celebrating a birthday. Well, happy birthday to DJ John Michael and to Lane Break. Yes, we're assuming that John Michael is not one year old. I would assume. Yeah, yes. it would be weird. You it know, would, child labor be laws extremely and stuff. talented. Though. Um, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he is extremely. Talented. <laughs> well, yes, but yeah. he, it would be even more impressive were he a toddler. Agreed. Yes. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Brian Clark. He's our weekly interview. And yes, it's a new one. We only had to do a repeat for one week. And uh, he is featured on season five of Netflix's hit show, The Circle. So you want to stick around for that. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Brian Clark. Hey, Brian, how's it going? I'm excellent. How are you all today? We are so good. So excited to have you here today. Now, I can't wait to talk about other things, but I got to start with Peloton. And I'd like to know how you originally heard of Peloton and decided to get it. So, you know, there Peloton has some really creative ads. <laughs> good. So that are not so good. So I got my Peloton. I first heard about it around November of 2019. So I got in before, you know, the pandemic Peloton adopters got in. So I got lucky. Okay. So we got our Peloton around December of 2019. And wow. it was great. So we got in before the rush. You and so we three got of them. <laughs> I've always been a cyclist. I've always been a cyclist. I've always rode my bike everywhere. But living in Portland, Oregon, there's lots of rain. And so it makes it difficult. So the Peloton was a godsend for me. Okay. So I have so many questions about that. Okay. Since my recent accident, I'm like, you ride a bike in Portland out at, like all the time. Like that sounds terrifying because riding a bike is even scarier than running. I was not scared of running outside. Now I am, but I wasn't. But riding a bike, I was always terrified to do on roads. Because there, ever- there are drivers that are legit mad at bike riders. Yeah. They'll come after you. Like, did that ever, do you have you ever had anything happen? Yeah, so we used to ride our bikes early in the morning around five o'clock. And there, I remember because it was, we always used to ride at the same time. We always used to go to a coffee shop and there'd be, and there was no one else on the streets. And it's a five lane street going one way. And we'd be in the far right lane. And every single morning, the same lady would get behind us and just blare on her horn oh. and just for like five minutes straight. And we would move over. We Nope, nope, it wouldn't matter. So, I mean, people are so angry. But over time, especially now that I'm older and my, you know, I'm a little bit more fragile and a little less daring, I don't ride as much on the streets because, you know, you hear about the accident and the things that happen and have so many friends that get a leg broken and then the collarbone. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. So I'm mainly a trail rider now and a Peloton rider now because- (laughs) I'm not brave enough to really, I used to go on the streets all the time. And when I used to live in Seattle, it was probably the worst because every day I almost got hit. Like uh, Seattle, you think the Seattle and Portland are the big bike cities, for but sure. they're the most dangerous cities in the world. Like it's always, you're almost getting hit. Oh, uh, that sounds terrible. 
I'm definitely the same way. I used to ride and like run in parks all the time. But then I really like to be able to just the freedom of just like running out your front door and just going wherever. Now it's park only and my treadmill. So my Peloton treadmill. <laughs> I'm sticking to that. I'm with you, Brian. <laughs> first. Safety first. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So have you always, you said you've, you've been a bike rider. Do you do other things that are active? Are you one of those people that like, you just got your bike ride in, but you weren't like exercising or were you super focused on fitness? Well, there was a time when I was super focused on fitness, but as you know, your kids go to college, you work, things happen that, you know, you have to pick, you know, you pick and choose sometimes. And unfortunately the fitness battle took a backseat um, for many reasons for me. Although, I, you know, I could I could have made time, but I did not. Uh, you know, I, I chose the couch. I chose maybe a few extra beers, you know, <laughs> the Peloton. I'm sorry. But so, you know, I would like to say that I'm an active fit person, but, you know, I, I'm not as fit and active as I need to be or used to be. And so that's one of the reasons why I got a Peloton. So I'm like, OK, well, I can't make the excuse that it's raining or it's cold or it's windy because I have a Peloton sitting right here. But I've always tried to be someone active. You know, I played sports in high school, you know, football, basketball, but couldn't do basketball anymore. So that's one of the reasons I started cycling, because once I hit about 35 years of age, the knees did not want to jump up and down <laughs> any longer. So I needed a less demanding sport on my knees and cycling was perfect. So I took I remember I took a, a cycling course one time. And oh my goodness, like I thought you just go in there and you just pedal and whatever, but you come out of there drenched. I was like, okay, I'm sold, you know, it's like you go in 45 minutes an hour and then you come out, you're drenched and your knees don't hurt. I'm like, perfect. So, you know, I try to hike, you know, the Pacific Northwest is great for, you know, going on hikes. So we try to do that, but I'm scared of heights. And I don't know if you've ever hiked in, you know, out West on these mountains, yeah. but you're hiking, you're hiking. And then all of a sudden there's, this wide of a, a trail going both ways, and then there's a cliff 500 feet straight down. There's no railing, and it's muddy, and it's wet, and everything's loose. So I have to do a lot of research on the hiking trails ahead of time because I'm scared of heights, and I will not go on a trail that I'm not, you know, I could fall off of because I don't trust my my. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you. Just, just check them all first to see if they're ADA compliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. So what do you do for a day job? So I work as a supervisor for a large insurance company. I'm in the special investigations unit. Ooh. And you sneak up on people that are committing insurance fraud. Oh, it's a good thing you actually have, yeah. have a wound that's visible. Brian's as, over there taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any crazy stories like people doing crazy stuff? You name it. I can't get into it. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But you name it. I mean, the world of insurance fraud is wild. It's enormous. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll never run out of things to do. And so when I used to be, before I got into management, when I used to be an investigator, the streets are wild out there. And, you know, I have so many stories that I could tell you offline here that would <laughs> blow your mind but it's such a fun job because every day is different and there's so many different things and different ways that people try and attempt to commit insurance fraud and it's never a boring day 
I do like being a supervisor now because it's cold outside. It's rainy, <laughs> you know, traffic. You know, I, I like to be in my home office kind of pushing pencils. So that's a lot of fun. But that's what I do for my day job. I've done that for about 10 years now. I would think in today's world, a lot of it can probably be done on social media because people are so <laughs> dumb. They're probably posting pictures of them doing a TikTok dance when they're saying they sprained an ankle or something. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> <laughs> that has happened on multiple occasions. But people do do a lot of things on the Internet that are easily searchable and are used uh. <laughs> <laughs> so wh when you say that all the different ways people commit insurance fraud, what is something that people you do that we wouldn't think of? Like my first thought is just simple stuff like a fake slip and fall or pretending an injury is worse. And there is there something that people do that like rant the average person just isn't even aware of? Can you say? Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many things. A common thing is when you get insurance. You don't send in pictures of your vehicle to the insurance company before you insure it, right? Right. Like, sign up for whatever insurance company. So <laughs> people drive without insurance all the time. And so some people might go out and hit a tree. And then, you know. And then they sign up for insurance. Yeah. 20 seconds later, like, hey, I, I want insurance. And then they'll ask, is there any damage to your car? No, there's no damage. And then an hour later, they're like, hey, I hit a tree. <laughs> Do they really do it that quick? They oh don't even God. wait like a month or no. something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same within seconds, within seconds. Oh, my know. God. It's wild the things that people do. And they'll lie to you straight to your face. And you're just looking at them like, what? Like, you know, I'm on Instagram, right? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a fun job. I mean, you name it. And it's not just people. It's medical providers. It's attorneys. It's, you oh, know, wow. it, you name it. They're doing it. It all walks of life. Uh, white collar, blue collar, doctors, lawyers, anyone and everyone, they're out there because it's huge industry and, and there's a lot of money to be made. So so let me you go first because you'll no, forget. I'm, I'm changing the subject. Oh, OK, I have one more subject. question. So how often do you investigate someone? Do you, do you dig into someone and you go back to the insurance company and you say this person's legit? They're actually. Oh, does that happen? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time because you don't know. I mean, you, you suspect things are going on. Yeah. A lot of times, truth is stranger than fiction. So you got to go in with an open mind because, again, we're not law enforcement. We don't carry badges. We don't right. have guns. And a lot of times these folks are your customers. So there's a fine line right. that you have to do a balancing act on. And so a lot of times, you know, you conduct an investigation and they everything checks out. And you're like, oh, wow, it did check out. And you're like, <laughs> all right, thanks. Hope you stay with us. Sorry, don't take it personal. <laughs> And so what I wanted to ask, okay, so I don't know, Tom and I haven't had like an in-depth discussion about this. And so his son, Brian, and I watch The Circle all the time. Like we have binge watched that. And you were, you were on season five of The Circle. And so I find it fascinating, the job that you do every day, and then taking those skills and being on the show, The Circle. So for people who have never watched The Circle... I'll try to explain this. Brian, you you please correct me if I get this wrong. But basically, they they take all these strangers 
and they put him in this apartment and you can't see or talk to each other. It's all of the communication between the different people is done over the Internet. And you don't know if the person talking to you is really who they say they are or if it's a catfish or something else. And so so the reason that I find your job fascinating and that you were on the show is because you got to use your skills in the circle. So what was that like? Tell me all about. I want to hear all of the things that you can talk about, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a huge super fan of the circle. We started watching it from season one when, you know, during the time when everyone was in their house and it became a, just a huge breakaway hit. So we, we had watched all the episodes and we were sitting on the couch one day and my significant other, Amber, said, you know what? You would be really good at this. And I was like, you know what? I probably would be good. Don't you know? I'm just a dude. At the time, I had like 200 followers on Instagram. Half of them were bots. So I was like, yeah, there's no way they're going to pick me, just some random guy, you know, who's almost like 50 from Portland, Oregon, you know, sitting on this couch out of all the contestants who apply, you're going to pick me. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'd be good at it. And then one day, I just happened to be bored sitting in my house. And I was like, I may or may not have had a few beers. I don't know. Who knows what happened? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put on my cool hat and my flowery shirt, and I'm just going to sit in a video on a whim. I was like, I'm just going to do it, you know, because I'm, I'm a huge reality TV fan. That's my guilty pleasure. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this just to see what happens. And, you know, that was around April of, so they filmed these things so far, really? you know, ants before they air. And so this is around April of 2021 when I sent in my audition tape. Yeah. And so two months later, I got a text message from a casting person and they were like, hey, we got your tape. Would you be interested in giving me a call to talk more about the circle? And I'm like, I was driving at the time. I saw the text message. I was like, OK, this is a joke. This is a prank. Like, who? what's going on? And so I called, did a FaceTime, did many, many, many interviews. And long story short, you know, I got on the show. But just and I, and I don't want to give any spoiler alerts out there. Because just in case people haven't seen it, but my skills didn't necessarily translate <laughs> as I thought they would. You know, I thought I had it in a bag being a, a you know an investigator, being able to read people. But the, the but the hard part is, like you said, is that the show you're not able to see people, you're not able to you know see their, and that's a big part yeah. of investigating is that you know I want to see your face, I want to read your body language, I want to see your eyes. I want to see, how, you know, how you're breathing, you know, if you swallow after, you you know, there's a whole list of things that I look for when someone's not telling the truth. But I couldn't see or do any of that. So I thought I would do better than I would, but I didn't because of the fact that it was just over social media and me not being a huge social media guy. I was totally lost. And the hardest part is, is that I was pretending to be my daughter. <laughs> and so that was uh, just because, oh. you know, your kid, you're portraying your kid. And so at being a dad and knowing how social media is and being on these shows, you get a lot of people who say a lot of stuff. And it's like the last thing you want to do is say something stupid and get yourself canceled. But not only yourself, but <laughs> I was like, ah, so, so much it was pressure, really <laughs> a lot of pressure. It was a Pressure cooker for sure. Did they? So I would like to ask some questions and feel if I ask you anything you can't tell me about the show, just say. But when you like got to choose whether you who you were going to be, you're going to be your daughter. Did like did you make that decision in a vacuum or did they say 
did they like kind of try to push you in a certain direction or was it completely up to you? Yeah, well, you saw that this season was the circle singles. I so did. When I was talking to the casting producers, they were like, okay, who do you want to be? And I gave them a list of people. I was like, I can be myself. I can be my fiance or I can be my oldest daughter, Brittany. She was 27 at the time. And they ran with Brittany. They were like, no, <laughs> this is how you're going to get on the show is if you pretend to be your daughter, Brittany. Yes. So there. after I say that, there is no turning back because obviously it's easier to play yourself on these types of shows. Sure. But with the casting team, what they were looking for, obviously, with the circle singles and, you you know, you see the people with their shirts off and talking about crazy stuff. It wasn't a show for people of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the look they were looking for, you know, these are all mostly younger kids. And I noticed that once I got on the show, I was like, wait a second, everybody's single and they have ads. And no one has a kid. I'm doomed. I'm doomed. <laughs> no way I can compete. But it definitely was one of those things where I was. So some of the people were scouted. Some of the people are like, hey, you know, you, hey, ne- we were Netflix and we want you on the show. And other people like myself, you have to apply. So that's the route I took. And and funny enough, they said they were looking for people in like law enforcement or investigative background. So that kind of worked perfectly for me. And the fact that you have to sell yourself and. Part of that was there's never been a dad that pretended to be his daughter on the show. So that was another selling point that kind of made me stand out because it is a it is a long, drawn out application process. And even up until the last minute, you have no idea if you're going in or really you have no. Listen, so the show is filmed in Manchester, England. So we flew over to Manchester. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So when we flew to Manchester, England. I still didn't know if I was going to be on the show. Like they might have just sent you home? Yes. They were like, hey, we don't know. So because all the applications are done done over Zoom, you can be a Zoom superstar, right? And you're on your couch in your element. You can be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but but it's a different animal once you're live. So once you So we go over there and then part of the process is you have to continue to apply. And one of the things is you have to go into the studio and you have to be in front of all the producers, all the casting people, everybody on the stage. You know, those intros that you do. Yeah. When I was filming that, I still didn't know if I was going to be on the show or not. No I, way. Not even kidding you. I didn't know I was going to be on the show. And so you're selling yourself doing that. And you're there for a long time. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're tired. Like there was a heat wave in Manchester, unseasonably warm at the time. And so I had no idea I was even going to be on it. And so, you're having to sell yourself up until the moment that you're on there because you just don't know whether or not you're going to make it. <laughs> oh so, my god! And, and forgive me because I haven't, I haven't seen any. Just full disclosure. So, is there a fee that you get for being on the show, or is it just a straight game show? So, like, if if they don't use you, that you're just you just wasted your time and you get nothing. So I can't discuss any type of financial okay transactions, but. It did. It was worth my while. It was worth your while. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm not looking for dollar amounts. I'm just like, are you, that's eating up a good chunk of time. You're missing work. Yeah. Yeah. And and the funniest thing is, is that I had to go to my management at my job, you know, (laughs) and insurance companies are stodgy and like, Hey boss, um, (laughs) I'd like to go on this reality TV show. And I thought they were going to turn me down. They were like, yeah, that's cool. Great. But he said, then we had to get, human resources approval. And not only that, we had to go to the 
VPs, like <laughs> the, the regional vice president. I had to write up an email <laughs> saying to the vice president, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but they were like, oh my God, it's so great. I'm so excited for it. I was like, really? So I took, I burned my, you know, vacation time. I took a leave of absence off of work because you're over there for a good, you know, five, six weeks. That was going to be there. my next question is how long were you over there? You're there for a long time. They fly you over there. And it was during COVID time. So we were pretty much in quarantine the entire time we were over there. And so you really couldn't do much. You couldn't go anywhere that much. You had people with you. But the good thing is, is that they take care of you the entire time. So you don't have to worry about anything. So they give it was you a time process. No, they did not. <laughs> I wish they did. That would have been a lot better for the stress I was under. I, bet. I guess it probably it really works to your advantage when you're going to your boss asking for permission that it's on Netflix. Like it's on something they've heard of. That's if true. you went to him, you're like, hey, I'm going to be on the show that's on Crackle. Everybody, <laughs> they'd be like, no, no, I don't no. think so. Netflix, yes. Crackle, no. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get to ask questions now, Tom, because I actually watch the show. So when you get there, they always have you like walk into the apartment and you're always like, oh, my God, like, are you really supposed to be like, do they tell you to be like loud and amazed? Is that part of like the direction? <laughs> the whole time, you know, you want to bring that energy. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like before you go into that apartment, you know, they say bring the energy all day. So when you walk in there and they, they didn't show the part where I walked in because I had a whole bit when I walked in, like I walked in and then I pretended like I passed out. I would jump on the head. I did everything. I was like, why didn't you show that part? But yeah, you're hyped up the whole entire time. And then, you know, you have, you talk to producers cause you're in the apartment by yourself, but you have people talking to you via the speakers that are in there. And so you're by yourself, but you have a whole group of producers you know, at your disposal. Okay. So that was another big question. So Brian and I have been asked, we've been wondering this for a long time. There, there are some names that are not obvious of the cast members, but everybody already knows how to say them. So do they tell you how to say everybody's name? No they way. Tell- you guess those? You, you just got to wing it. You got to wing it. That's the good thing about the show is that it's authentic in a way that what you say is what you mean. Like, so it's it's not like someone's telling you to say something. It's not like they're poking and prodding you. It's all you. And so a lot of that stuff is just all you. You just have to figure it out. So luckily, we didn't have anyone that was, I'm trying to think. I, uh, I was like, Xanthi. Like, how did you know how to say Xanthi? I would have never have known how to say that. I just guess it. And also, the producers do say their names. So I do remember that. So, because it's been such a long time. Since I filmed it. Yeah. So they do say their names. And so, but I think I guess Xanthi, uh, <laughs> but it literally like you're in there for like two seconds and then everyone just pops up on the screen. It's not like you have all day long to just peruse their profiles and <laughs> look at everything and just talk to people. No, they put that, they put their profile up there for a second and then it is gone. So you either have to write it down. Oh, or wow. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty tough. But for the most part, they want your authentic reaction to everything. Does it actually like scare the crap out of you every time the alert comes on? So, yes, it does. Because whenever the screen just pops up, it's just like alert. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> so, I mean, to be honest, not every time was I as surprised as I led on. There may or may not have been some acting going on. But I can't disclose too much of it because you don't want to ruin the, you know, the world of Hollywood. Yeah. But 
there may have been some times where I just kind of threw it out there. (laughs) Well, I just wondered because it's like, how do they know? I mean, I guess they could see you, but like, do they tell everybody to go to bed at the same time or get up at the same time? Like you have to. Yeah, so you're filming all day long. You know, you think your days are short and you're sitting there bored, but they don't have a clock in the house. No. All day. And so the lights are so bright in there. Like you see a lot of people wearing sunglasses on reality TV shows a lot of times. You're like, why are you doing that for? It is the brightest. It's like staring at the sun, (laughs) you know, all day long. It is so bright. And so it basically, when you go in there, you know, they kind of tell you, you're like, okay, we're going to kind of take a break. You can eat. And then if we have to go to the bathroom or shower or anything like that, they're like, hey, tell us. So you can take your microphone off and we can turn the cameras around. (laughs) After filming, they're like, all right, you can go to bed. So I don't anticipate anyone staying up after that time because it was probably around two or three in the morning by the time you were done. So you were just passed out. And so in the morning time, they wake you up. So they're like, Brian, wake up over the speakers and they turn on those lights again. Isn't that weird? So (laughs) So you're just in this room by yourself for weeks on end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You're just crazy. in there by yourself. I mean, you can leave. You can leave the rooms to take breaks, get some fresh air. They have they have that elaborate. If you haven't seen the show, they have a big upstairs with a hot tub and a couch and everything. So you can do that. And then they have times where you can go to like a gym, a yoga room, things of that nature, and just to decompress. But for the most part, you are in that room by yourself. Wow. And I also wondered about that. Do you have to like sign up for those things? Because they can't have you guys go in at the same time because otherwise you'd see each other. Yeah, exactly. So it's really like they have a sophisticated system that they have. And so you have to ask to go do those things. And then when you go out, they take extraordinary steps to ensure that you can't hear or see anything that's going on anywhere because you're on the same floors as some other people and the lat and it'll just completely ruin the show. Right. If by chance you open your door, you peek your head out <laughs> and you see the other person. So you are told you can never ever open your front door or the side sliding glass door at all ever. Wow. I picture them moving you about the house using like the rendition techniques of the CIA. <laughs> You've got a cloak over your head and <laughs> It may have happened. It may or may not have happened if you were blindfolded and handcuffed walking through the hallways of the surface. So do you it's since you're there for so long, do you get to like call your family and talk to them or not while you're filming? So ahead of time. So they take everything away from you. So as soon as you land in Manchester, you don't have your phone, you don't have anything. They give you a burner phone. Oh and then you can call you and talk to your family, but you can't go on the internet. You can't tell anyone where you're at except for your close family. Because it has to be top secret right. that can't tell anyone whatsoever. So for me, not so much because I had 200 followers, but some of the other folks have a large following. So again, a lot of people know where the show is filmed. So as soon as someone says they're in Manchester, boom, they already know. So they give us a burner phone while we're waiting to go on the show. And then after you know we get blocked, they give you a burner phone. But while you're in the house filming, they give you nothing. You just have that TV in front of you. You can't do anything. You can't go on TV. You don't know what's happening in the outside world whatsoever. You're isolated. So are you are you glad you did it? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, there, there were times where I questioned my sanity, okay? There are times, because I never had any desire or dreams to be a reality TV star. That was the last bottom 
of the bucket list. I was like, you know, it'd be cool to do it. But I, I'm so happy that I did it because I got to meet people and do things I would have never done in my regular, ordinary life. Like, what is it? Two, three weeks ago, we went to Los Angeles for a rap party for a Netflix. Uh, it was the season finale rap party where everybody got together at like some place in Hollywood. And it was a party full of just like reality TV stars and producers and like, and people will just come up to me like, oh my God, I'm a huge fan. Of like, <laughs> what is this? This is crazy. Like pe when people come up to you, like, they're like, oh my gosh, are you the guy from the circle? They're like, hey, it's my tagline because my daughter's name is Brittany. And I was like, hey, it's Brittany, bitch. And so, <laughs> every, so many times. So one of my, uh, the soccer moms came up to me at a soccer game this weekend and they were like, hey, it's Brittany, bitch. And I was like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm so glad I did it because it's one of those just amazing, incredible just experiences that you have to just experience to really understand. I, I, I can tell you all about it, but unless you experience, you have no idea what it's like. And so, you know, there's ups and downs, you know, but it's overall a net positive. And it's been such an amazing, amazing experience just getting to be able to do, you know, stuff like this, talking to you all, you know, it's like, it's just incredible. So do you think that this will lead to other reality stuff for you? Or do you feel like this was kind of a one and done? I mean, never say never. I know that with being on reality TV shows, you have to kind of wait. You know, you have contracts where you just can't jump into another show. So I do have to wait a little while to do that. But hey, if someone comes and knocking and, you know, the timing's right and the show is right and I feel it, why not? You know, it's like it was amazing. I had such a great time and I'm like, why not do it again and open some more doors? And so I'm open to fun. I'm open to having a good time. And it was such a good experience that I wouldn't limit myself to doing it again. So we'll see. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love hearing that. And kind of transitioning back to Peloton. And since you've been a member of Peloton for, I say so long because so many people joined in the middle of the pandemic. Has your, the type of exercise you do, has it expanded as the timing has gone on. So like they've added strength and they've added the tread and they've done all these other things. Do you do you stick just to the bike or have you expanded the different kinds of workouts you do? I am a bike only guy. I'm a <laughs> bike only guy. I just strictly do the bikes. And I have one Peloton instructor that we are spirit animals. You fight for me and just for my fiance Amber. Like when you first start, you know, you kind of look around and see, you know, who's out there, who has the right, right vibe. It's almost like a dating thing, like a mixture or whatever, you know, you go around and you see, you know, who you're vibing with, who you like, you know, who's your person. And Amber and I both found our people really quickly in the process. And let me tell you, if this person leaves, I might <laughs> leave. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I might, because they're the only one, or I mean, I could just access their library. <laughs> uh, there's just one person that I do my Pelotons with, and she's the only one I, I ride with. She's my favorite. Allie Love. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. Robin. Nope. Okay. I don't know then. You've stumped me. So it's Kindle Tool. Really? So Kindle, Kindle. Oh my God. So she is so awesome. Like I first started riding with her when she did the West Coast Wednesdays. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. And she's like a, a USC song girl for a while. And then Amber, my fiance, she's a huge USC fan. She 
lived in LA for a while. She went to school in LA. That's your favorite school. So I'm just like, and just her energy. It's like, you get that person who pushes you. Cause there are some instructors you're like, ah, whatever. I'm not listening to you, but Kendall, she just looks deep into your soul <laughs> and just, she just talks to you and you just, it just motivates you. You got to find the person that motivates you. That's why you're doing it. Because if not, you would just ride on there. I need that person to yell at me who I'm kind of scared of a little bit, but I also vibe with and she, her energy, we just match so well. So it's me and Kendall. That's my ride or die for life. I find that so fascinating because I never would have guessed Kendall for you because because she plays so much metal or emo and I'm not picking up on an emo or metal vibe (laughs) from you. (laughs) You'd be surprised. So (laughs) it's funny because I grew up in, I'm originally from West Virginia. Okay. And so I have a very diverse background, lived in Arizona, West Virginia, Seattle for a little bit, the, the home of grunge. And so my grandmother, every single morning, used to listen to country music every single morning. I've been to a Hank Williams Jr. concert. I've been to a Metallica concert in college at Rupp Arena in Kentucky with my buddies. I've been to death metal concerts. I've been every every imaginable, you know, I just went to a Dua Lipa concert <laughs> last year. I love you know? that. Imagine I love that. Dua Lipa. Yeah. And so I have such a diverse mix of music that I love. And so I can vibe with any music. I don't put myself in a musical box where I'm just like, oh, I don't like this music. Like some people are like, oh, I hate pop music or I hate jazz. I love all music because if there's an audience, if there's a beat, if there's some passion to it, I like it. Whether it's emo, whether it's metal, anything like that, as long as it has a good beat and I can like vibe to it. I love it. It's all good. I find that super inspiring because I find that especially as Tom and I get older, because Tom Tom's 52. And so like we get more and more like in our like where we used to listen to music in like high school and like that's where we're kind of at. And so I still listen to a lot of stuff that's more current and especially Peloton does that for me. Like it keeps me in the know with music. And so I guess I was just doing the same thing for you. Like I was like, well, you do, you probably don't listen to anything like Kendall does because that's all really young people stuff. I don't know half the people she plays. I just assumed you were. <laughs> well, I great. try my best not to be, you know, the old man, hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, your music is terrible. It's not as good as mine used to be. Like, no, that's not it. Because I remember my parents used to hate my music. You yes, know? yes. Like, what is this? This is terrible. And now my friends are like that as well. They're like, oh, what is this stuff? Anything made after... 1994 is terrible. <laughs> I know it's the worst watching all the people you went to high school with bitch about like the halftime show. And I'm yeah. just like, oh my God, you're so old. <laughs> like, although we did have a lot of fun making fun of Whisper Rock a few years ago. Yeah, but my that's... son was in all these bands where everybody was like, and I'm just like, can they sing out loud? How about that? <laughs> Now, there are some things, there are some things you can never, ever, ever get me to listen to. And that that's kind of one of them, you know. Sometimes my kids come in with some stuff and I'm like, oh, that, well, that's that's cool. That's, that's nice. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, like, like, no. Well, if you like it. <laughs> and yeah. I also find it fascinating that you and your fiance both have the same person. I do not know. I can't think of another couple that we have talked to that has the exact same favorite instructor. That is unique. Very unique. It just happened that way. Now she does. Now she does. She's not as locked in as I am. Okay. She does look around 
Okay, so bit. we're getting the full truth. She, she's... Yeah, she, she's not fully, as much as I would like her to have the same loyalty, Kendall, as I do. You know, not everybody's loyal as, as, as I am. And, you know, that's okay. She does go to Cody Rigsby. Uh, you know, as much as I don't love, I mean, I love Cody, but, you know, I'm Team Kendall. So, you know, Cody's great. He's awesome. He's a superstar dancing with the stars, all of that, yada, yada. You know, <laughs> he's a little too Hollywood for me. I, I don't know. I like I like my people more authentic and, you know, whatever. Just you know. to recap, you're on a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it, too. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> that was filmed in Manchester, though, okay? No, that wasn't Hollywood. That's Manchester. So oh, that's okay. Home of Davy Jones. That's where Davy Jones is from. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, Kendall, that's your instructor and you ride the bike. And yeah, that's okay. Summed up Peloton for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because my whole, one of my goals of being at Peloton is to have, you know, your favorite Peloton instructor shout you out. Yes. On there. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting close to my 300th ride. And so I planned it out to where I was going to be on Kendall's ride. And so I did it. And so I was, they usually shout out the people who are top of leaderboard. And I ain't never get, I don't know what they be doing to get on that top <laughs> of that leaderboard. Like, what are y'all doing to get on top of that leaderboard? It's, I, I was there, talking to There are people, they jack yeah, their bikes. They jack their bikes. That's what they do. Wild. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get her. To say my name on there. And so, you know, my name is Worldwide Bri, and I spell it B-R-I because someone took away Worldwide Brian because I'm, I'm an avid traveler. But so I had to shorten it to Bri. But people sometimes pronounce it Brie, Worldwide uh, Brie. Yeah, I get that. And so, and I get that. Although Brie is B-R-I-E, but right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not wrong, but I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm going to get her to say it. And so I was pedaling. She was like, Oh, shot now for their 300 ride or something like that. Let's go worldwide, Brie. <laughs> like, Let's go, girl. And I was like, ah, so close. <laughs> Brie. Oh, man. But I mean, hey, at least she said my name. She said it wrong, but you know, it's understandable. But that was a big moment for me to get a shout out from her because you always want to get a shout out from your, your heroes. Well, if it makes you feeling better, we could refer to you as Brian Clark. If then, that in that way, yeah. it'll, it'll work. Yeah, then that'll you could work. just rename yourself Brian Clark. There you go. You know, when you turn Hollywood, people do that. People do that. They change the pronunciation of their name. So I am Brian, Brian from now on. That's kind of French. <laughs> Hello, friends. That's what you can use for season six. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I did so bad that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on the interwebs. Absolutely. So I'm mainly on Instagram. It's Worldwide Bride, B-R-I, not B-R-I-E. <laughs> so Instagram is my thing. That's where you'll find me. I try to do TikTok. I don't know how to do a TikTok to save my life. So don't even find me on there because it's all terrible. So Instagram, Worldwide Bride, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And good luck to you, especially if you're going to try and be on another show at some point. Just please, no love after lockup. (laughs) We love the show. We love the show. We we, do love the show. We We do not wish that upon you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you. you Thank you very much. It's been amazing.
So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on uh, where? Do, where can you the find Twitters me? and the oh, bikes? Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Facebook, facebook.com slash Crystal D O'Keefe. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the I'm back on that Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and rowing and running. <laughs> <laughs>